0: Hello, this is Vadim. And this is Sergei. Not Vadim or Vadim or Vadim. And not Sergey or Ser or Ser I don't people people find Sergei's fine. Sergei's fine. Vadim is fine. People can butcher a five-letter name, I I learned very easily. Actually a lot of people call me Vadmin, which I don't even know where that comes from. I guess it's easier to say admin. Sometimes I respond to survey. Okay. Well, anyways, our names are not those things, but if you call us those things, no hard feelings, it's Vadim and Sergey, and you're listening to The The Mentors, Mentors. and this is our weekly segment called the 5-Minute Pick Me Up, where we tell you stories to motivate you for the week to come, and this week, we wanted to talk about the power of now. The power of now. Why are we talking about the power of now, Sergey? Did we come up with that title? No. Yes. Oh, no. Okay. No. Uh, (laughs) It's actually a book that we came across this week. So Monday, I saw a tweet from Paul Graham, who is the original founder of Y Combinator. And he said something to the tune of, has there been a book that has impacted you greatly in your life? And what was that book? And there's another venture capitalist named Steve Schlafman, a seed investor, primary VC, that commented on Paul Graham's note and said... The book The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle actually changed his life when he read it. Now, this book was published in 1997, so it's been around for a while. And I, for some reason, I think I've actually heard of it, but I've never read it. And what Steve said this book did for him is he quit drinking, he switched jobs, he became a coach... It really transformed his life and, I guess, was the moment that helped him transition in his life. Now, this happens sometimes for people for different reasons. It could be an aha moment. It could be hitting rock bottom. It could be a million things. And sometimes it's just having awareness, like learning about a book. Of course, this depends on where you are in your life and what you're looking for. When I came across this idea... It really resonated to me. And so I got the audiobook version right away because I've been looking for a new audiobook to listen to. And by the way, I actually recommend that this is how you consume this book because it's incredibly meditative as well. Yeah, we both started listening to it basically on the same day and we both immediately agreed that listening to Eckhart Tolle narrate this book is the best way to experience it. We're not going to go into too much about what the book is about. You should pick it up and read it. I think it's best learned firsthand and it's our recommendation of the week. But the clear main thesis of the book is that you need to be in the present moment. The author goes on to talk about his personal story and how he came to this realization. But another really interesting observation that he made, this is not really a spoiler, you find this out really quickly in the book, but he talked about getting to a point where you're able to observe yourself thinking. So he kind of, split it into two entities. You have yourself that is the thinking person and the thinking mind. And oftentimes we get lost in our thoughts and they almost control us. And then if you're able to get to a certain level of awareness, then you start noticing yourself thinking and you can pull yourself out of certain situations because you become aware of yourself. The point that he makes is that just because you think something or whatever your thoughts tell you don't necessarily define who you are are as a person or just who you are as a being, right? So you can start to separate the thinking you from the present being you. And this actually helps a lot in realizing that you can act differently from what your thoughts or initial thoughts tell you, which is incredibly powerful, I thought. So if you've tried something like meditating in the past, or even yoga actually, which has some meditative components to it, you'll find that Sometimes you're able to get to a place where you don't really have many thoughts. You're just able to be in the stillness. And we think that's actually incredibly important sometimes because often, especially when we have to make really important decisions or when we jump to feeling a certain way and then reacting a certain way, it would be really productive if we were able to essentially step away from outside ourselves. And so we urge you this week, as we have from listening to this book, to start feeling more in the now and trying to be more in the present. And here's how we think you can go about it. So first of all, think about the activities that make you now feel in the present moment. For us, there's a few things that we do pretty consistently that just are forcing us to be in the now. One of them is public speaking. So public speaking is one of those situations where you have no choice but to be in the present moment. And if you're not, that's when you freeze up. So sometimes it takes a little bit of practice. But when you're speaking in public, you're constantly reading the audience. You're trying to understand what is resonating. What do people understand? When are maybe people confused or excited? Because you're constantly playing off the audience and adjusting what you're going to say and adjusting how you deliver the story so that it happens in a compelling way. So Public speaking is one of those perfect examples of a situation where you totally feel in the now and sometimes an hour and a half can pass and it seemed like it happened in 30 seconds. You didn't even notice it because you were so present. So a perfect example where that happens naturally just because you're forced to be there. For me, anytime I'm teaching a class like at NYU or at SUNY, It can be an hour and 50 minute long class and it'll feel like it went by pretty quickly because I'm engaged with the students. I'm thinking about the topic. I'm excited about what it is we're discussing. I'm in the moment. I'm not thinking about what am I doing right afterwards? I'm not thinking about, oh, what mistake did I make last week? I'm in the moment trying to make the best of it. So think about when you experience these things. Improv is another great example of this. If you listen to our previous episodes, you know we recently completed an eight-week class in improv, and we had our performance last week. Well, when we were up on stage, we were playing with the other performers, trying to figure out the funny thing of the scene, trying to think of funny things to say, and really, in that moment you're not thinking about the future or the past, you're in the present moment. So, of course, it's relatively easy to be in the present moment when A, you're doing something you really, really enjoy, or B, when it's essentially forced upon you because you're in front of people or you're doing something that's live. But how do you become present in other situations in life? Well, one thing you could try doing this week is try to be present during relatively mundane things. And Vadim and I have actually tried to implement this as we've been listening to this book this week, just because it's so top of mind and it already is working wonders. I'm not, I'm really not exaggerating. Like there's been a situation this week, for example, where I'm in a meeting that's just dragging and and going long and I'm starting to get frustrated. And then I kind of notice myself getting frustrated and I decide, you know what, frustration isn't going to change anything. Let me try to be a little bit more present, see if I can add value to the conversation, see if I can really truly listen to the person that's speaking or just observe them and find interest in the act of observing other people go through an interaction, a human interaction. And you almost feel the frustration melt away when you just decide to do that. And it's an incredibly powerful thing. And it's it's happened several times this week where something that I, my natural reaction is to be upset or frustrated. If I decide to just observe and be okay with a situation, that frustration melts away and actually add more value to in that situation, which is, feels amazing. So you could do this when you're walking down the street, when you're standing in the subway, try not to move towards your normal tendencies of, let's say, feeling frustrated and find something good in the moment. Actually, while I was listening to the book this week, uh, the author suggested one way to do this is to actually touch something, anything, and really feel what you're touching. You know, really be with it. And I was walking down the street and actually was holding an envelope. And so I started touching it and feeling it and kind of got lost in the idea of like the texture of it and actually walked into a FedEx guy. So be careful when you're doing this type of stuff. Don't walk into people. But do try to take things that are relatively unimportant or mundane or even boring and see the good in them and try to be present in that moment. And as you start practicing this, you'll actually start becoming more aware of other times where you could be more present than you are. So after doing it a few times with stuff that's relatively boring, what you could graduate to is then trying to be more present in the moment when doing things that are a little bit more painful or that your brain tells you is more painful. So for example, for me, sitting down and writing an article, my brain for some reason tells me, this is hard, don't do it, push it off, procrastinate. You know, there's a million other things you could do, don't write. Because writing is difficult. But if I'm able to actually sit down and start doing it, once I'm writing and I'm in the flow state, it's actually kind of fun to be thinking about how to structure sentences in a way that can be compelling. The choice of words, the fact that there's a million different words that you could choose from and finding just the right one that might connect with the audience. You become a little bit more present then with the things that you thought were painful only to realize that they were not as bad as your brain told you they would be. And finally I think back to this hilarious and somewhat I guess a little bit sad or ironic scene in The Office where Andy one of the characters in The Office asks this seemingly innocuous question to the group saying how do you know when you're in the good old days <laughs> and you know and he says that it's like such an innocent thing to to ask but it's so true when you think about it and that question is really just a symptom of how most people live their day-to-day lives they don't actually pay attention to when the good old days, so to speak, are happening to them, and then they pass them by, and then you wonder, why am I not happy? So this week, try not to take the present moment for granted. Sure, you have a lot of ideas of what you want to become, and you probably sometimes will think about the past, but the more you can keep yourself in the present, the more you'll actually start doing the things that you should be doing, and miraculously, the closer you'll get to the goals that you set for yourself. That's it for the 5-minute pick-me-up, and we'll see you on Wednesday.